Hi there, and welcome to a historical episode of The Greyhound Guide. I'm your host, Cody McCullough, and I'm happy to announce that this is our 50th episode. Just want to give some numbers for context behind how important this is to the show and the success over the past couple years. Throughout these 50 episodes, there have been over 1,250 minutes of content. That is just over 21 hours. Throughout these 21 hours, there have been over 60 guests because several episodes have been panel discussions and had multiple people on. So that is just some context behind what we have achieved so far. So I just want to thank everyone that has been on the show and for people that have listened so far and continue to do good things in the future with our guests and our social media content that we create via the show. This episode is going to be very different. So throughout this show, if you're familiar, we start off every show with like a blurb of the episode you're about to listen to. This episode is going to highlight my favorite blurbs from the past 50 episodes. So short episode, about 15 minutes long, and you're just gonna hear some of my favorite snippets. So you're gonna get a feel for all the different types of people, whether it be alumni, professionals currently in the field, people retired, working professional sports, collegiate, uh, nonprofit organizations, different things like that. For all these voices you're gonna hear wrapped up in this collage of audio. So I hope you enjoy in the bio of this episode. I will share the direct episode titles of where these snippets came from and encourage you to go back and listen to any sound bites that intrigue you because I can promise you the episodes are much better than the 15 seconds you're going to hear. So again, welcome to the 50th episode, going strong, and I really appreciate everyone that's helped us reach this milestone. Hope you enjoy this. That means you're ready to get better. That's like, that's like going up the roller coaster where you're hearing that click, 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 and like you're scared to death, but like you're not sure if you're going to love it or hate it. That's what those butterflies are. And so. Um, we'll get them out of bed anytime between nine and 11, uh, which is early for a gamer. If, if you all listening uh, play, you know, a lot of times you're up late grinding whatever game you're playing. So. If I can get them out of bed by nine, that's a win for, for us. It, it's really no more difficult than how you would treat your neighbor. You know, you, you learned how to treat your neighbor along the way. Uh, you never take somebody for granted or take advantage of somebody. And I think that's the way you, you approach your sponsorships. And um, I hope I'm able to. He was on the other side of the room. He goes, hey. And I'm like, and he then starts running towards me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he hates the story. He is angry. <laughs> and he reaches me and he's like. These MMA fighters, they, they all come with this this innate reason for fighting. And, and they're also like su surprise you because they can be generally maybe, maybe Connor aside, quite calm and um, stoic and just not what you'd expect from somebody who, who can, you know, murder you. <laughs> I've always thought those are the coolest uh, calls there are. 
you know, letting the crowd kind of tell the story for you. And then you can step in, you know, give them, give them five seconds to clap and cheer and scream and then say what happened or call it right as it happens and then shut up. I pride myself that I can wear, you know, a dress and heels at a cocktail event. And 30 minutes later, I can be schlepping cardboard boxes around the concourse because maybe our fan giveaway didn't show up on time. And I'm having to, you know, do, I love that I can be both people, right? You have to be a chameleon. You have to be willing to still do the dirty work even after. You know, establishing a network so kind of like you know what a business graduate or somebody involved in the business or my marketing uh networking I, I would have maybe done that earlier uh and been a little more aggressive with that earlier and you know even you know as i was in college um and doing the managerial thing with coach knight and but i think i i wish i would have devoted a little more time too to you know making making some connections um in uh other levels of basketball or just people in, in different universities at the time or whatnot. So I, I think probably talking, they kind of just stepped off the stage. First thing I did, I just left all my plates and stuff sitting down. I'm like, I'll take care of this later. I walked straight up to Frank Wright and Chris Ballard and just started having a conversation with them. First got the job. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like cold calling 70 to 80 people per day. Um, I'm kind of a shy person in general with people that I don't know well. So when I first started, honestly, the training I got was outstanding. So that helped a lot. It kind of dawned on me when you play sports your whole life. And I know we worked at a golf course growing up. It was like, oh my goodness, my time in sports is almost over because I'm certainly not good enough to, to keep playing golf. So I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So the challenge just thinking back to my time as a student athlete was honestly just being tired like all of the time you know getting up for morning practice and then going to an 8 a.m class and then going to classes the rest of the day and then afternoon practice and and then doing he came in and you know it was just like first day you're doing syllabus general roll call and he gets to me and then he's like hey how's you know, he talked about my high school coach and my high school career. And I was like, did you Google me? I was like, what is going on here? Like, I, like I was so thrown. I was like, like, we were just looking at each other like, who the hell is this dude? And it was just like so caught off guard. I honestly, truthfully, I suck at golf. Like, I really do. I'm a horrible golfer. So everyone will ask me, like, you must be really good. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm very, I'm, I'm really not great. I'm, it's pretty embarrassing since I have all these golf ties. You think I would, like, get a lesson or something, and I don't. Because um, no matter what someone says about you, right, like, the other person's going to get to make their true first impression um, when they talk to you. So um, I think those are going to be your two biggest things. It's so different from just people that I know that are in other programs across the country because we, it's like a built-in networking system for us. I think it's awesome that I'm one year in and already have people from, you know, the Pacers and the NCAA and like that are willing. I don't want to say having that experience, but having the drive and initiative to go out seek out opportunities to learn and put yourself in positions where you might meet new people or learn some new things, I think shows a lot about 
um, a potential intern's work ethic, you know, if they're hardworking or not. Um, I had one lady call me at Texas Tech and she just wanted to know what the mascot horse's name was. And, you know, it's like, why did you call the ticket office for that? But, you know. Just get, you get a lot of hands-on experience in this program that a lot, of, a lot of other places wouldn't offer. So when you get into the workforce or in the real world, you have this experience that no one expected you to have. So your opinion and your ideas can be taken a little more seriously. Yeah. So you, you should come to an event at the Indie Cycleplex because we are always selling Sun King beer. We always have Sun King beer for sale. <laughs> so when you're still in school, I think the word exposure is important. Dabble in a little bit of everything and see what lights a fire and gets you excited and figure out a way to go get it. One other fun fact is typically when the WWE's in town, we get a few wrestlers in here. So last time they were in town, Roman Reigns came and worked out here. The Big Show has come worked out here. So if there's any WWE fans, they probably want to get a membership at Ursa. You never know who's going to walk through this place. It's pretty cool. We have an older gentleman who is probably in his 70s. He volunteers at like almost every event we do throughout the year. It's just he's passionate about it. He loves coming out. He and his his position. Is I feel like especially working in sports, it's such a an industry where my sport management professors in undergrad said it's not even who you know, it's who knows you, and that stuck with me throughout my entire undergrad. We were hosting a basketball game on a Friday night, and then Saturday we had to host a sectional wrestling. I spent the night in my office and just brought a, an air mattress, spent the night, and I was ready to go. So I'm sure a lot of ADs and coaches have done that. Just got to be prepared to, to do stuff like that. This is a serious business, and um, if you're not all in, then you need to be all out because this isn't a business where you can just come in whenever you want and take your time and it's... athletics is a lifestyle it's not a nine to five it never will be and it never has been and it's a lifestyle and you really have to embrace that um, but i think generally for jobs i'm okay if a person isn't a perfect interviewer you know because i'm not hiring them to, to do interviews, right? Like I'm not hiring them to be a good interviewee, I guess is the, I, I don't. It can be kind of a, a gamble on finding a client and having them do well in the league. So once you get that going though, it's fantastic because you can, you can garner more clients and you can, you can make more money off of, off of their contracts. And that's why it's a really good industry. Because those little texts, they, they mean a lot more than, than maybe somebody who doesn't who doesn't really think it's a big deal. But when it's when it's you receiving those texts, and it's not even just football; it's life. You know, um, you know, if you're doing something good and you get acknowledged for it, whether it's big or small, you know, that feels good too, and it, it's going to propel you to do more in that next setting, in that next meeting, in that next game, whatever it is. So I think the the, the most important thing for people to realize that are trying to get in this this line of industry is that there's no right path unless you unless you're you know your next door neighbor growing up ends up being 
the next Trevor Lawrence, it's going to take a lot of hard work to kind of get and break into the industry. So the first thing is don't think I have to do A, B, C, and D to get to become an agent. Everyone has their own unique path to kind of do it. And I would say some best practices for mentees, you know, if you're fortunate to get a good mentor, I've got three B's. Be prepared for every meeting and call that you have. Be on time. Be grateful. Show appreciation to your mentor. A simple thank you goes a long way. Thank you. This has been so helpful. I'm so appreciative. Uh, Ian mentioned that article of, you know, us putting in $100,000. Uh, Kevin and I certainly, you know, did not have anything close to that amount of money. A, a good majority of it was was literally us, you know, applying for credit cards and, 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 and really kind of put ourselves early on into a little bit of debt um, just because we believe so much in the product. I don't like people who suck up. I don't like people who answer the question the way it should be answered. So the way I run our business is like, but everyone says complete candor. That's kind of just a fluff word. But like, I want negatives. I want negatives at all time. Like the positives that everyone's getting paid and that we're like one of the fastest growing sporting games in the world. Like that's great. Everyone has the lights on. People are getting paid. We're all living good. That's the positive. Every day I wake up, I want negatives. How do we make our company better and better? So when we interview and people just rip apart the business or rip apart like the part that they're going for, that's what I want. I want somebody who's going to come in with action. If you don't come in with action, why the hell am I hiring you in the first place? So that's what I look for in an interview. And my brother's neighbor comes by. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? He's like, ah, stupid game we made up as kids. He stayed for three hours and played with us. So he comes back the next day. We're playing Black Friday at 11 o'clock. We couldn't get enough. So we're playing out front. He comes back and he goes, guys, I went online. This game doesn't exist anywhere. And I'm like, this guy's going to steal our idea. We got to do something about this. And that's how it started. My mother-in-law made a prototype for us. Everybody thought I was. So then I, I looked to see if the domain name was there, and quite honestly, if the domain name wasn't there, I don't think this would ever have happened. Like I'm like, it was like a sign. I'm like, oh, all right. And once I got the domain name, I'm like, maybe we should look into this. And so I bought it right away, and that's not kind of how it all started. We set it up at the beach, and we started playing, and after. 10 minutes there was like a crowd of like 25 people um like looking and they anybody who was walking by would stop and look we had people asking us you know where to get it which we didn't have an answer for at that point and, you know, and so after that we decided we're never going to take this out in public again until we have because maybe we're actually on to something here um that was a pretty cool like early experience of bringing it out everyone's fear is like it just not selling and then just having to fold up shop so i was just curious whatever if you guys had something beyond that well that's definitely that's definitely up there yeah, that's, <laughs> I think the biggest fear is you get five bunch of units made and you sell none of them and you waste <laughs> a lot of money if you guys were all playing this game on a beach and a girl walked up and asked who created it which brother is most likely to try to take all the credit to impress her <laughs> Definitely Eric. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. But he's good. He'd probably sell a unit too. <laughs> He'd sell himself and the unit. <laughs> <laughs>